Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we are in person for the first time in, like, what, six months? Yeah. Woo-woo. Oh, this is going to be dope, man. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Um, so this week on the podcast, we have some new Marvel figures coming in Funko Focus, uh, 4K Spotlight. We have a new 4K coming out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what you could say. It. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, um, other than saying we have that. Oh, we'll figure something out. We'll we'll make this better. We'll we'll make this better eventually. We'll, yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah. And then for our Through the Wall segment, we have a couple new trailers that we're going to discuss. And then for this week's headliner, we will be breaking down Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Which I always want to call Army of the Darkness for some reason. Yeah, who knows why. (laughs) Like, I want... Actually, we can do that now. Because we're... Let's see what Army of the Darkness. I want. I I want to see Army of the Army. Oh, there's Army of Darkness. Army of the Darkness cast. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Bruce Campbell movie. Yep. (laughs) Oops. Not that movie. (laughs) That's a good one though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, guys can look forward to that this episode. Um. So let's just get right into it. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brooker, and I want to talk to you about my fun horror podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Each week, I will talk about a different horror movie through one or two ways. Either a kill grade episode, where I come up with a cool rubric to grade the kills in each movie. I'll talk about the style, the method, and how impactful it was on me. At the end of the episode, I'll rank all the kills and tell you which ones are my favorite and which ones I thought sucked. I do also like to get a little academic with the movies and do more of what I call a horror review. I will talk about what was good, what was bad, what types of psychological fears the movie plays off of, and what I thought was the scariest part of the movie, while also throwing in some interpretation and wacky theories for the movie. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out on Tuesdays. Also, if you're a YouTube fan, these episodes are made available 48 hours early on my YouTube channel at Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brucker Horror or email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com to let me know your thoughts and interpretations or if you have a movie request you'd like for me to do. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and I hope you get to enjoy the show. Alrighty, first up in Funko Focus, we got a couple new Marvel figures, like we said. Um, coming out, the first one, Rose, you actually got this one. So tell us a little bit about this new figure. So um, I guess Funko is deciding to step up their eye game when it comes to like Iron Man and War Machine. Even though for some reason, it like now the staring at it, it's kind of growing on me a little bit. But they're doing the Iron Patriot from Avengers Endgame towards the ending. Or was, or was he in this throughout? No, he was he was in War Machine throughout the movie. Okay. Uh, he didn't switch into the Iron Patriot until after Thanos blew up the. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, so they're doing the final fight, I guess, Iron Patriot. Shocker, it's going to be a Funko Shop exclusive, because of course. Um, because but, F everyone. <laughs> but yeah, so now Funko is not doing the Circle Eyes anymore. For I'm assuming this is going to happen with Iron Man as well. But yeah, he has the, I'm going to say Rectangle Eyes now. And Yeah, so it's more like uh, slats. And it looks, it's it's odd to mm-hmm. not see a nor- like normal like round eyes coming off of a avenger or a marvel figure oh, yeah especially considering the one that we talked about last week with iron man still has the yeah the iron man with the gantry has the the round eyes no, it's weird it's super weird but it's not going to be a big issue for us because it's a funko shop exclusive yeah so i can already man <laughs> yeah I don't know where I was going with that. Dude. The only thing that I, I'm not the biggest fan of with this figure is the colors are very bright and vibrant. And I don't know if it was just maybe the shot, but it, it, his colors did not seem like they were that vibrant. They, they seemed like muted. Yeah, that definitely looked a lot darker of a blue in the movie than it does on this pop. Yeah, like it was very much taking inspiration from like war machine <laughs> i mean at least the actual pops blue is a lot darker than the one for the uh cover shot yeah or stock photo whatever so at least there's that that's but, true you know i gotta agree with you on that one too bad we're never going to be able to see this in person yeah <laughs> uh, i mean yeah in my dreams yeah <laughs> That's one that I wouldn't mind trying to get to try and do like a customization to do those muted colors. Maybe take some like polish. Ooh, okay. Like black polish to just darken all the colors and just darken the lines and everything. Give it a little bit more of that realistic, at least how he looked in the, yeah. the movie. Okay, I like it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. And um, speaking of getting effed in the ass by the Funko Shop, um, we the fi- figure I'm going to talk about is a new one or a new installment in the Blacklight series, and this one's the Blacklight Ghost Rider. And this is the so if you guys have seen ever seen the the Ghost Rider where he's riding his motorcycle, it is that exact figure just painted. With the, the black light colors. And it looks freaking awesome. For some reason I'm getting like. Just from his head. Looking like the Hobgoblin. <laughs> if Hobgoblin had, had a skull. A little bit. Like it's kind of weird that they do the. The whites. With like a. Just like. A yellow. Yeah. Uh, but this looks so freaking cool. It does look very cool. Hopefully that that. I freaking hate the Blacklight series so much, dude. They have been such a pain in my ass. Like, yeah, I just want them enough. to do a complete re-release of everything, and so I can actually get the Hulk for a decent price, and I can get this one. Because these are two that I would actually get. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, so freaking screw everything. <laughs> such bullshit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, but if you guys want to see these figures, uh, be sure to look on our social media on Monday. 
Yeah, considering that I forgot to post the ones for last week, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I suck. Never too late. I but, mean, it's still... I mean, true. It's still the week of... Okay, I'll drop them tomorrow, which will, <laughs> which will be the 12th. There we go, right? Yeah, it's 12th. Yeah. I don't know my dates. Yeah, so those are the two figures that we got for Funko Focus. Uh, moving on over to 4K Spotlight, uh, we have a new new Godzilla vs. Kong coming out. It's true. Or, yeah, 4K. New. I was going to say, wait, this is the only Godzilla vs. Kong, but it's not. No, there it were... is absolutely yeah, not. There is an original. I'm pretty sure they're on HBO. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, good lord. <laughs> like, everything is. I was, I was scrolling oh. through, and it was like... Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla ver- like it was just Godzilla versus everyone. That's funny. Yeah, apparently Godzilla doesn't get along with anyone. No, it's because Godzilla rules all. Fair. <laughs> uh, so with this release, we'll be getting not only a 4K and Blu-ray release, but we'll also be getting a Steelbook. As well as a Blu-ray 3D version, which is really surprising me. I, mean, I thought they were done with Blu-ray 3Ds. Um, but anyway, um, I'll be posting all of these pictures, I promise. But, Caleb, which looks better? The 4K cover? Okay. Or the Steelbook? Ooh. I thought this was going to be an easy decision. I have to go with the Blu-ray cover. That's what I'm thinking, too. Even though I pre-ordered the Steelbook, because, you know, no surprise there. Yeah. Um, the fo- so the 4K looks super dope. Like, it, it looks really, really cool. I just prefer the up-close faces, but I don't know. I think they did a really good job making it seem like... So, for those of you that don't know, the, the Blu-ray version, it just has their two faces. Like, kind of just a face-off. Basic face-off. And it, it just works really well with the color scheme and everything. Mm-hmm. But the freaking, uh, what, you said Steelbook? Yeah. The Steelbook, it looks like you're looking, di- or you're looking up towards the sky. And it's like a Godzilla, like they're fighting each other. Like, God, or Kong has like a fist going out about to clock Godzilla. And it, it kind of makes you, gives a sense of um a little bit of a sense of scale like you're looking up at these freaking gods of that's a good point nature and i really like that i like both of them but i think i just like the faces a, a bit that's more. fair i mean speaking of how you said like kind of looking up at them the regular blu-ray cover is kind of like the same situation a little bit. I don't think it's Not as, as good though, because it's fair. from like a side angle. That's the a thing good point. that the um, the steelbook has on it, it's from like a bottom angle. Can I talk about how much it annoys me that they put Godzilla versus Kong for the for this is only for the Blu-ray release on the steelbook in 4K? It's fine, but on the Blu-ray release for even though it says Godzilla versus Kong, they put Kong on the left and then Godzilla on the right. Yeah, that's a little bit That bugs annoying. the hell out of me when studios do that. I don't know what it is. But yeah. Well, no, I know what it is. When, some, when someone is versing somebody else, the first person, the first name should be on the left and the last name on the right. 
Yeah, it's exactly how, how you read it. Yeah, it's how they did it with Freddy versus Jason. You never saw Jason on the left. Dude, the only thing worse than that, have you seen, like, the posters where it's, like, all the characters or actors are lined up, like, standing next to each other, and they don't line up? Yes. That is... Um, like, um, what was the movie with... It was a movie with, like, Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman, and they put Morgan Freeman's name over Keanu Reeves' head. And the, <laughs> I'm like, seriously? so dumb it's extremely dumb like it's just basic marketing people it's not that freaking hard it's not i didn't think it was that hard to make a poster but i guess it is so whatever yeah you guys have one job um but yeah so i'm amazed that this is actually getting a 3d release and it doesn't look like it's going to be exclusive to anywhere either so do you need like a special TV to watch the uh, 3D? Yeah, yes, you need a Blu-ray 3D player as well as a 3D TV. As far as I know, that's so dumb. Like I thought in 2020 we got rid of the 3D TV. I thought we did too, but I guess not. I thought we were just done with 3D in general. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently. Like, when's not. the last time like a 3D anything came out? Oh, that was, like, heavily pushed as a 3D film? Yeah. Oh, wasn't it, like, Avatar? Shit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that like, makes you feel old. The last movies I remember, like, when they actually, like, really pushed 3D were... I never saw Saw 3D, the final chapter in theaters. But I did see Jackass 3D. And that actually was really good 3D. It was gross, but it was actually really good. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a 3D push is so dumb now because it's like it's, no one wants to see 3D in their own home. No, it's, oh. I mean, I would rather probably see it in my own home than in the theater. I mean, I told you about my worst 3D experience in the theater, right? The I don't believe so. I thought I did. So I went to go see Age of Ultron for this was like the fifth time seeing it. That is the that is the Avengers movie I've seen the most in theaters. I swear, it was either I saw it five or six times. It was, it was Damn, cool. bro. Well, you know, when Hawkeye's actually getting his moment in the sunlight, I gotta see it as many times as I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so I decided, I think be, just because it was an earlier showing, I'm like, okay, you know what, I'll, I'll see the 3D showing. Why not? There was more 3D in the previews than there was in the movie. There was jack shit of 3D. There was no 3D in the movie. That's so dumb. <laughs> I hate that. I think I've said it before. The only two movies that I wish that I would have seen in 3D, maybe not necessarily on opening day, but just at some point while it was in theaters, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. That's fair. I would have also wanted, especially Doctor Strange, IMAX 3D. Yes. Holy shit. Like, could you imagine? That'd be beautiful. That'd be so good. Gosh, I want to buy like a, like that's my dream to own a freaking IMAX theater and my like my own personal IMAX theater so I could do shit like that. Dude, I wish that um like have you heard of like the those 4D theaters that you have in California right now? A 4D theater? Yeah, it's like nowhere but California right now. But like literally the I think this is kind of it's like what D Box does. It like kind of moves the chair a little bit. But, like, it literally feels like you're on a freaking roller coaster. Like, if you want to go see, like, an action movie, like Fast and Furious or some shit like that, you will literally have smoke blown at you, 
water will actually come out if it's like a water scene you're you, like your chair will shake so much for that kind of like that kind of movie like they've said do not sit in the front row because like you will get like engulfed with smoke and you'll be like coughing like all hell dude <laughs> that would be insane yeah and tickets are only like 16 bucks that's it yeah <laughs> It's like I think it's at like Regal Theaters. I think Regal and AMC. Oh yeah, I've seen a couple of those in in California. Yeah. I, I've never been to one. I haven't. But dude, could you imagine going to see like a rom com in those kind of like seats and it's like a rain scene and you come out and you're just like, <laughs> that was a great movie, but jeez, like I, I am soaked. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go a different route with that. Like what? Go see a rom com and then it's a sex scene. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Your chairs just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like this movie's great. <laughs> it's like, damn it, the guy had to be able to go around too, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? You hear, you probably hear some pervert in the back who's like, get it. Get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Dude, I'd see like freaking Fifty Shades of Grey or some shit like that. And oh my gosh. Dude, you... <laughs> I know this is like stupid to think about, but could you imagine watching Fifty Shades of Grey in one of those seats? And then as soon as she, like the first time she gets whipped, you get, if you feel it <laughs> Like, they shock your back or something, and you're just like, oh, no, he's going to hit her. What? Ah, son of a bitch! <laughs> the... Dude, could you imagine? You're going through all the torture as Anastasia does? That's her name, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh hell. Oh, my... Like, you, <laughs> you can take that. That'd be hilarious. That'd be... <laughs> I would pay for that experience just <laughs> just to say that, that I did. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Walk out. So how was 50 Shades of Grey? Well, I can't feel my back. How should I take that? <laughs> it's like, and I have like freaking whiplash. <laughs> You're just like, well, I can't feel my back and I can't feel my ass, so... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so you just have a spring that just comes up and whap. <laughs> <You're just> like... <laughs> We're taking 4D to the next level, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That would be hilarious. That... <laughs> Could you imagine me like he didn't hit her that hard, and then you go and see it in forty, and you're like, Jesus, <laughs> you freaking hit hard. <laughs> well, guys, just like I'm not gonna be able to shit right for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking see some dude like immediately go and buy another ticket. <laughs> Like I, I'm gonna need three tickets to Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, like where do you want your seats? Uh, no, I just need one seat, three different viewings. <laughs> Thank you. 
And how long is this in theaters? Like, just for the weekend? Fantastic. I'm going to need at least seven more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this bad boy at least three times a day. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think. Oh my gosh. I think we've taken this far enough. <laughs> yeah. So, Through the Wall. <laughs> it's not called Through the Wall anymore. Yeah, it is. Oh, I thought it wasn't anymore. No. Like, what did you... No, it was Adventures in Hunting. You kept oh, saying Adventures yeah. in Hunting. That's what it we was. We don't do Adventures in Hunting anymore. I for, Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we, we resurrected Through the Wall. Uh, which, just real quick, 4K Spotlight, Godzilla vs. Kong, got released. Go Blu-ray buy it. 3D. Go buy it. Go buy it. <laughs> now moving on to Through the Wall. Uh, we got a couple new Disney Plus trailers. Or, nope. One's Disney Plus, one's HBO Max. So the first one, uh, the Disney Plus one, is a new Monsters Incorporated show called Monsters at Work. And so I was not expecting to see this trailer. I wasn't. Dude, this like dropped last night. Did it really? Yeah. Like while we were watching Army of the Dead. That's I got it right, right? Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, while we were watching that, I got a notification on YouTube. They're just like, oh, first official trailer. I'm like, okay, this is a weird time to drop it. Yeah, okay. a little bit. That late in the evening, too? Because yeah. we watched Army of the Dead in, like, what, nine? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's a super weird time to drop a trailer yeah. like that. But, no, I mean, I'm very, like, so far, I'm like, okay, you know, I- I'm 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 interested. Um... I'm happy that Billy Crystal and John Goodman are coming back, and it looks like Jennifer... Was Billy Crystal coming back? Because that did not sound like Billy Crystal. It kind of didn't, but no, yeah. it's. I think, for a second, for, so for me, it sounded like Billy Crystal, but for, for some reason, it didn't sound like John Goodman to me. I I didn't catch John, John Goodman's voice at first. I didn't... I caught it, like, the next line that he had. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay, that's John Goodman. I just... I couldn't hear Billy Crystal to that's save fair. my life. I mean, I feel, um... And it seems, I hope so, Jennifer Tilly is also coming back to voice Celia. It did sound very much like her. Which is which is awesome. Um, but like I said, I'm excited for this, but like it doesn't seem like it's going to really focus a lot on Mike and Sully. And that's kind of what I wanted. Like, I know this isn't a sequel to Monsters, Inc., but that's what I wanted from that. And so like, I'm, I'm excited to see these new characters, how they deal with how their new uh, power comes from Scream. Not laughter. scream. Thank you. Laughter. Wow. I suck. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle that. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm not like super, super excited. Yeah. Same here. Um, it's. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not. Monsters, Inc. isn't like my favorite movie um, of the Disney line. Disney Pixar line. Whatever, screw you. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite, but it is an, an enjoyable film. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this, but it has to be like it has to be good. Otherwise I'm gonna stop watching. No, I agree. Um like I'm I feel I'm one of the few that actually really enjoys Monster University. Just because I like Monsters University. It just I think the Monsters Universe just wasn't 
didn't stick with me as as That's hard. Fair. Like hell, like I'm more likely to, and I know this is probably gonna piss a lot of people off. I'm more likely to revisit Monsters University over Incredibles too. I said it. I don't think you're gonna piss that many people off. Okay, good. Incredibles two was not great. <laughs> okay, phew. Yeah, yeah it so was. I think you're fine. <laughs> okay, good. Because yeah, I'm sorry, it was not worth the wait. It really wasn't. No, it it sorely let us down. Yeah, they should have just moved straight onto the future. Yeah, for real though. Like grown up, everyone. Yeah, it definitely would have worked a lot better. Yeah, but oh well. Yeah, live and learn. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got a ch- second trailer for Space Jam Two. Yes, and so this one is dropping both on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, like honestly, I'm. I feel I liked the first trailer a little more. Um, but this trailer still was very, very good. Um, I loved being able to see the Looney Tunes more. Um, the whole <laughs> Daffy's joke when they like get uh transformed into CGI instead of hand drawn. He's just like, I look expensive. <laughs> That was, that was a pretty good that line. Was, that was funny. Um, and then I know a lot of people have been given hate on Zendaya voicing Lola Bunny. I think she sounds fine. Did she really? Yeah, that's Zendaya. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're with majority of America right now. <laughs> or yeah. the world. Okay. Well, from what I heard, she didn't do a bad job. Yeah. I don't know. Like I. Still, to this this day, I have no idea why I don't like her. Is it because Shaken Up? I don't think it has anything to do with Shaken Up. I have like legitimately have no freaking idea why I don't like her. Or why I gave her such a freaking hard time. Hmm. It's not like her monotone. No, it's not monotone. Like the way that like they portray MJ in the MCU? Is it that? It's oh. not even her portrayal of MJ. It's just her. Okay. Like, all of her... All of her interviews, anything that I've seen with her, she seems like she's a really nice, genuine person. She honestly really is. But it's... She, something about her, like, aggravates me. <laughs> and I have no idea oh, what. That's so funny. Like, it's just... I don't know what it... What triggers me about her, but... It's, yeah, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't find that that funny, but it is for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe she's just like. It's kind of like this issue I had with one of Koi's friends when in ninth grade when I was going to the same school as him. There was just there was a a friend of his that was running for student body council or president, and. She was just so happy and cheerful all the time. Very genuine person. Like, there were times where I'd, like, kind of... I'd see her doing something for someone, knowing that no one else is watching. Like... Okay, okay. For instance, I was walking... I got to school late uh, one day for... I think I had a doctor's appointment or something. And I was walking in through the halls, and I was passing by this hallway, and I looked down the hallway and she there was a a teacher's like they had artwork of all their students put up but it had fallen down 
Oh. And I saw her going like going through and like picking them all up and trying to put them back on the on the wall and I'm like okay, like very genuine person. But she was just so happy and smiley all the time and the the asshole inside me wanted to make her sad. <laughs> like honestly, I feel that sometimes like now as I've gotten older, I'll like see like people like all smiley and happy, like, Oh, you're enjoying life. How does it feel? Let me know. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Dude, I'm not like it's just I don't know what it is about me. I just see someone happy and I instinctively want to take it from them. <laughs> You're like, oh, you're happy? I'll go F yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I feel like I'm that, like, that's just something that I I feel like I just grew up having. No, like, dude, but like, I feel like if it's just like, like I, th- I think I remember talking to her. It was like at a renaissance fair that we threw at school. And she just, she came to each of, every, like, everyone's booth, like. Just wanted to figure out what what it was, and we had like me and my buddy did like a petting zoo, and we had chickens. It was basically just a chicken coop, and an excuse for him to bring his chickens to school. <laughs> and so we had the chickens all set up, and she came by, and she's just like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And I'm like, "Thanks." And she's just like, "All right, well, like I hope you're having a good day." And I'm like, "I'm not." <laughs> and then she's just like, "Oh," like still smiley, and she's just like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "I'm like." Damn it. Like, just stop smiling. Like, you're pissing me off. Okay, How but... dare you enjoy your life? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, I'm just imagine you being like, wow, life? You enjoy life? What's it like? Like, I, no, look, I that, enjoy life. Me. No. And no. I enjoy that other people enjoy life. Actually, that might be a lie. <laughs> I don't know if I enjoy other people enjoying life. Like I told you, like when I see someone happy, I'm, I'm just like, damn, how does it feel to be happy? Yeah, it, or we're getting maybe, like really dark. Maybe here. with me, it's even more, it's more like um, seeing someone. Like I need to see them. I need to see them have a bad day because it's like any of my friends that I had in school. Mm-hmm. Like. I've seen that, like, I saw them have a bad day, and then, like, a majority of the time, they're just, like, happy, smiley people. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it's just, like, I, I think there was just something in me had not seen her sad, and I, I needed to see that. <laughs> and if I, so if I wasn't going to see it on my own, I was going to be the cause <laughs> The That's sadness. so messed up. I know. I'm, I'm messed in the head. But I love it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Zenday is voicing a Lola Bunny. Getting back to Space Jam. <laughs> they are definitely, from what I've heard and seen, they're definitely trying to, like, uh, what's the word? Under sexualize her. It does feel like that. Yeah, which, I mean, kudos to them. Like, I'll, I'll fully admit, like, well, at least from just, like, the things that I've seen online, I promise I don't, like, enter the weird part of the web but it's kind of crazy how much people sexualize like lola bunny it's kind of like up there with jessica rabbit jeez that's wild (laughs) and 
Yeah, like her her design looks a, like very different. Yeah. And I don't know like exactly what it is. I actually haven't seen the first Space Jam. Are you shitting me? Not even a little bit. I've never seen the original Space Jam. Okay, and dude, I think I'm it's sorry. on HBO. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. We're cutting out like Warcraft tomorrow and we're watching Space Jam. Well, Warcraft we had to have to pay for. Oh, okay. Then that's even better. Okay, we're watching Space Jam tomorrow. Yeah. Deal? I'm I'm absolutely down. Okay, good. But yeah, I, I've I so I've never seen Space Jam. I've, all I've seen is like a short little clip of Lola Bunny, like here and there, like randomly. And it's just like okay, I don't get the the big deal. It's just like the way that they Maybe I'm just not, I hadn't just seen the right clips, because it's just like, okay, like, cool. Like, honestly, I hate how much they over-sexualize her, because she's actually really funny in the first Space Jam movie. Like, the relationship between her and Bugs is freaking hilarious. Yeah, I, I need to watch it. So, we're going to do that. We're going to fix this problem like, tomorrow. So, like, you've never, like, really gotten the hype around uh, the Space Jam theme? Nope. Oh, bro. Oh, this makes me sad. Yeah. The Okay, so there is a... I don't even know what he is. He's not really on YouTube. This guy from Vine, back when that was a thing. Oh, that takes his name is Jake Holland. Like, he's a... He looks like... Oh, shit. What's his name? What is the lumberjack's name from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Oh, it's like Cornelius. Shit. It's I swear it's Cor. I just can't remember the last name. Oh gosh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Speaking of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all those other reindeer were assholes. I just want to point that out. They were dicks. Yo. What is his name? Yukon Cornelius? Or is it Cornelius Yukon? Uh, I think it's Yukon Cornelius. Okay, yeah. Yukon Cornelius. He looks like Yukon Cornelius. His name's Jake Holland. And he does, like, has this bit where he comes in with, like, a. He has, like, this alter ego that loves the Space Jam. Or I, I think it's the Space Jam theme song. And he's just, like, he'll open the fridge and, like, look up. And then, like, the guy's sitting there with, like, the the jukebox. And he's just like, wait, no. Yeah, that's him. And then he, like, plays it. And it's just like, come on and slam. And I'm like, like, that's what I know that from. Oh, I okay. do not associate that with Space Jam at all. Like, I didn't even realize it was from, from Space Jam. Dude, like, in the first trailer when they were playing that remix, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so hyped. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so i'm excited i'm excited for for this one and i love what they're doing like animation wise like kind of going it seems like they're going back and forth that's what i mean i'm just gonna let you know the first one they're all hand-drawn always so that is that is absolutely fine with me and bill murray's in it is he really yeah Ooh, i'm pumped (laughs) yeah so i'm excited for uh for Space Jam, just because there is a, I know there's a lot of hype behind it, so it better live up to the hype. <laughs> I really hope it does. If it yeah. does, I'm gonna feel really shitty. <laughs> All right, so one out of ten for for these. Uh, Space Jam is about an eight. Oh damn! Yeah, 
I'm really excited for the sequel. Uh, Monsters at Work, which is, I hate to say it's probably like seven. Really? Yeah. Jeez, I'm, I'm way lower. Like, huh. I'm like, okay, for Monsters at Work, I think I'm like at a, at a six. That's fair. Just like some mild, like, hey, like, I'm going to watch it when I, <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it. Like I think just five, I think five is my like, eh, like I'll watch it if I have nothing else going on. Four, four below and down is more like I'm probably not going to watch this unless I have like absolutely nothing else to watch. Like is four, so like, six which, is like I'm, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to give it a shot, but it's it's going to need something to hold my attention. So like, like say like you put it at like a five or a four, would that be like? If, like, say, like, you know, I was out, out here and I'm just like, hey, you know, like, let's watch Monsters at Work with that. You're kind of just like, oh, I wasn't really planning on it, but since you want to and you're out here, why not? Would that be in, like... No, I, this, uh, oh, if I was at a five or a four? Yeah. Then yes. Okay. Um, Like I said, being at a five, it's like, okay, if I have nothing else to watch and I see it, I'm probably going to give it... A viewing. Okay. Anything lower than five is more like anything lower than five. It's just going to get harder and harder and harder for me to want to watch it. Fair enough. Okay. And then six is like I'm going to kind of seek it out. It's just like oh, if I if I get it's more it's more going to end up being one of those things where it's like oh yeah, monsters at work is showing. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's what I think it's going to end up being. Space Jam, on the other hand, I'm, I'll, I'm at a seven. Hell yeah! I'm, like I'm, I think I'm leaning more towards a six than an eight, Fair only enough. because I haven't seen the first one and don't understand the hype yet. Okay, Under- so okay. W- once it. we watch the first one, I'll, I'll readjust if people ask it, us to. <laughs> All right, I like it. Alrighty, so I think that covers everything for Through the Wall. So let's move on to this week's headliner where we break down Army of the Dead. Let's do it. Like we said, this week's headliner, we will be breaking down Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder straight Netflix movie. Because it was straight to Netflix, right? Uh, I mean, it played. In th- it might actually still be playing in theaters. Is it, it was, really? Yeah, it was like a limited release in theaters. Oh, Netflix has kind of been doing that because it did the same thing with Mitchell's versus the Machines and the Prom. Hmm. So, all right. Um. So yeah, we watched this on Netflix. We watched it last night because Rose was in town and we freaking watch movies. This is true. <laughs> it's kind of our shtick. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, unfortunately, we did not ask a question of the week again. I think I, I, we, I think we just got out of practice, so we need to get back on that. Just a little bit. Yeah, just we'll, we'll find a system that works. Yeah. Um. 
So, if you are new to our breakdown systems, breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. And the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, but with this being a horror movie, we're going to change that to logic, and then effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. Uh, so with that, if you have not seen Army of the Dead, I suggest you go check it out. I think it's worth the watch. Um, Just know that it is the length of a lot of Zack Snyder movies, so it's definitely over two hours. Just letting you guys know that. Yep, so so slot away sometime. Um, but yeah, so Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you. Um, so you've been warned. All right. So, a United States military convoy traveling from Area 51 collides with a car on the highway outside Las Vegas. The convoy's cargo, a zombie, escapes, killing and infecting several soldiers before heading into the city. There, they infect most of the city's population after military intervention fails. The government quarantines the city. Casino owner Bly Tanaka and his associate Martin approach former mercenary Scott Ward about a job to recover $200 million from his casino vault in Vegas before the military deploys a tactical nuclear strike on the city. Ward okay, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Were they mercenaries? Apparently, I never got that from... I didn't get that either. So the way that it kind of opened up was they were kind of showing how they were blocking off Las Vegas with the like these big ass shipping containers and apparently there's enough of them to freaking block off Vegas. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um but the way that they did it they were just showing everyone in like these action sequences but then they would show them in like holding up a picture of their families and it was just, it just seemed like everyone was like family people like it didn't that seem like they were like it didn't seem like they were trained soldiers or anything they were just people yeah that just really turned into badasses because zombies yeah like it seemed like dave batista's character scott ward like it seemed like he wanted to be a chef it no it did did seem like that. Like he kept talking about starting a food truck. He was found like working in a like a freaking burger joint. Like, it was weird. So to call them mercenaries, I think, is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> You're not wrong. Alright. So Ward agrees and recruits his former teammates, Maria Cruz and Vanderoy, along with helicopter pilot Marion Peters, German Saf Safe Softcracker. Safe Cracker, Ludwig Deer, and, Chic and Chicano sharpshooter Mikey Guzman, who brings along his associate Chambers. Martin joins the team to give them access to the casino. Ward's estranged daughter Kate, who works at a quarantine camp, directs them to Lily, a smuggler familiar with the city, who also recruits Burt Cummings, a camp security guard. 
When Kate learns Lily escorted her friend Jita into Vegas, Kate insists on joining the team over Ward's objections. After an encounter with a zombified tiger upon entering Vegas, Lily wounds Cummings and explains that a group of intelligent zombies known as Alphas will allow safe passage in exchange for a sacrifice. An alpha female known as the Queen takes Cummings away to the Olympus Casino, where the alpha leader Zeus infects him. Lily leads the team to a building full of hibernating normal zombies. Ward creates a path through the zombies with glow sticks. When Chambers accuses Martin of all ulterior motives, he diverts her off the path and she wakes the zombies. After she is surrounded and bitten, Guzman shoots the gasoline canister on her back, destroying her and the surrounding zombie horde. At Bly's Casino, Ward and Kate turn on the power, Peter prepares a helicopter on the roof, and Dieter works on the vault. Martin and Lily stay outside under the pretense of keeping watch, but instead lure the queen into the open. Martin beheads her and takes her head. Zeus discovers her body and returns her to the Olympus Casino, revealing that the queen was pregnant with a zombie fetus. That's gross. Um, enraged. Okay, the way that they revealed this was disgusting. Yeah, usually I can, like, handle this kind of shit, like blood and guts and stuff, but a little too much for me. Yeah, so I didn't realize they gave the main zombie a name. I didn't either. Yeah, so apparently the main zombie's name was Zeus. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, so he took the body of his beheaded queen to the to Olympus or to the Olympus and then like dug into her body and pulled out the fetus it was rough <laughs> to say the just least just a little bit just a little bit just like oh okay this is where we're going <laughs> yeah all right enraged zeus directs the alphas to bly's casino a news report reveals the government has brought forward the nuclear strike, giving the team approximately 90 minutes. As Dieter opens the vault, Ward discovers Kate had left to look for Gita. As Ward and Cruz are about to search for her, alphas, uh, alphas appear and kill Cruz. Martin traps the team in the basement, explaining that Bly cares only about the zombie head, which can create a zombie army for the government and is worth more than the money in the vault. When he steps outside, he discovers Lily stole the queen's head and the tiger mauls him to death. Vanderroy attempts to fight Zeus, but is easily overpowered. Dieter sacrifices himself to get Vanderroy in the vault safely. Ward, Lily, and Guzman make it to the lobby, where zombies attack them and swarm Guzman. Guzman detonates his grenades, killing the zombies and destroying the money he carried. Zeus confronts them on the roof. Lily distracts him with the queen's head as Ward and Peters escape. Zeus impales Lily, who destroys the head by dropping it off the roof. Peter takes Ward to the Olympus Casino to retrieve Kate. Inside, Kate finds Gita and kills the infected Cummings. Zeus chases them on Peter's helicopter. Zeus overpowers Ward and bites him. As the nuke destroys Vegas, Zeus is distracted by the bomb flash and Ward kills him. The nuke's shockwave causes the helicopter to crash, killing Peter's and Gita. Kate survives and finds Ward, who gives Kate money to start a new life before turning into a zombie. Kate kills him as a rescue helicopter arrives. 
Vanderoy exits the vault with the remaining money. He drives to Utah and rents a private plane to take him to Mexico City. On the flight, he discovers that he has been bitten. So this is a pretty clean-cut zombie movie, <laughs> I feel. I would agree with that. I mean, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I have not seen a lot of zombie movies. I don't I, I don't really... It's not that I don't like them. It's just like they don't like really, really interest me. Like, I own the, the two Zombieland movies. I haven't watched them, but I own them. <laughs> um... The Zombieland movies are more comedy than than zombie film. I feel that might be like my go to. Probably that's probably what I would like more in a zombie film. Yeah, like I feel like in other zombie movies and in this one too, it they do have very like I don't even know what to call this. Like it's just excessive gore. Like, that's kind of what zombie movies are to me. It's just like, hey, they want to do this crazy shit to people, but they can't justify it, so they need to make them zombies. I mean, if that's the case, like, this movie delivers with that in spades, because holy shit. Yeah, a very, very gruesome movie. But it's a zombie movie wrapped up in a bank heist yeah, and then there's a... Or a casino heist, sorry. And then you throw a daddy-daughter uh, relationship that's on the rocks into that. and Yeah. And then it's so confusing, because they didn't even start like dealing with their issues until like really late. Hell, it felt like it was like 20 minutes before the movie was over. Yeah, it, like, it was. <laughs> so it was... It was odd... It was just like an odd combination of everything. Yeah. And, like, it worked. Like, it was entertaining. Like, if anything about this movie, it was entertaining. Um, Just story-wise, it's just... Eh? No, I agree. Like, honestly, like... um, uh, Maybe if it was because I was, you know, a little tired... But I did catch myself like nodding off for a couple times. Twins. I did too. Okay, all right, good. It's not. I'm not the only one. Yeah. So it's. It was good. It was. It, no, it was entertaining it. enough to keep our attention, but there are some slow areas that didn't. And. I think that just has to do with the super freaking long run time. Run time. I think he yeah. could have. I think there is another edit. That could have been done with this. I agree. Because, hell, this was like two and a half hours, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a long-ass freaking movie. It did not. Like, at most, two hours. That's at most. But, yeah, it was It was a lot. But I'd say if you like zombie movies, you're going to have fun. If you like bank heist movies, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Obviously, if you like both of those, you're going to you're going to enjoy it. But if you if you're not really a big fan of zombie movies and you're not really a big fan of bank heist movies, I don't think there's a lot in this movie for you. There's not. No, honestly, I would throw in if you're not a big Zack Snyder fan. Yeah, there are some very Snyder-esque moments in this movie. 
Yeah, like you can almost use it like a verb. It's just like, oh, it's very Zack Snyder. <laughs> you seriously could, like, honestly. Yeah, lots of slow-mo, lot of freaking gore. Which I did appreciate. I did appreciate that. Yeah. So it was it was good. It was it was good. Um like I said, if anything, it was entertaining. But story wise it just did not hit very high marks. Um so we we actually put the story at a seventy three. Damn. And looking ahead, that's honestly the lowest category. Okay. So it is just it's your run of the mill zombie movie with like a few added things about it that make it a little bit better than other zombie movies. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that it's set in Las Vegas is one. And that's really it. <laughs> yeah, straight up, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on over to writing. That is sitting at a 77.5. So I thought the writing was a lot better than the actual story. I, I, mean, I would agree with that. I can't remember what I gave writing. You gave it a 70 oh. as well, which I completely understand. I gave it a lot higher because I thought the comedic points were hit really well really well that, that's fair there were some like certain characters lines that really did hit um D- what was his name Dieter yeah his, Dieter was amazing yeah his lines really hit every single joke that he had to deliver yeah um so to get to the casino which or to get to the casino vault there was the way that they described it that there were a lot of non-lethal booby traps and so they went and got a zombie, which their timeline was just so off. Like, how did you get one zombie? Yeah, for real, though. In, like, just a really short period of time. Like, seriously, like, the first one was, like, a janitor zombie, and then the second one was, like, the chef zombie. I'm like, okay, so just these are just lying around? Okay. Yeah, like, come on. Freaking bullshit. And so, what they try to do is get the zombie to walk to the vault. And so, what they did with the first zombie is they just kind of, like, brought him down and, like, let him go. And so, when he started walking towards them, they just shot him in the head. And they're just like, come on. And so, he's just like, Argh. goes back up the elevator, gets it. The, the chef zombie puts his hand in a microwave and then throws it at the 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 vault. And so, that's how he walks through. And then he, like walks steps on a on a pressure plate and then like darts come and like hit him and they're just like oh okay and so he keeps walking a bit more hits another pressure plate and then it's like freaking machine guns coming out of the wall and Dieter like his is just like this is (laughs) non-lethal and then he keeps walking more and then the he steps on another pressure plate, and then the walls come and freaking crush the zombie in the middle of them. I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, why would you have all of those security measures for a casino vault? Yeah. For, and not yeah. even give them a way to get past them? Like, come on. Yeah. Maybe you're the asshole. 
Oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, I I loved Dieter, and so he was the uh, the German vault cracker. Yeah, basically what he was. But he was also like the scaredy cat of the group. Yeah, and like freaking legit. Like so, he he was the only one that I feel acted realistically to the zombies. Yeah, that's a good point. So when they are going through the casino and they run into the horde of hibernating zombies, he's walking and he's just like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And he lifts up his light and is face to face with a freaking zombie, and he squeals like a little girl. And it's just like, yeah, that's exactly how you should react. Yep. And so he does that like a few more times. Like zombies kind of come out of nowhere and he's just like, ah. and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yep. But I loved how his character was written. I loved Peters. Yes. So Peters was the helicopter pilot and she was just freaking wild. Like she was filling up a freaking tanker and she was smoking. <laughs> Those balls aren't there. Those balls. Yeah. And so she, she... Like, it was so funny. They went to her to, like... They went to recruit her. And she... They were like, hey, how would you like to make two million for one day's work? And she's just like, yes. And they're like, okay, this is a job. And she's just like, I don't care. Two million dollars. If this works out. Like, yeah, I'm in. And I'm like, I freaking love her. <laughs> And they kept trying to explain it. You don't even know what, want to know what the job is? And she's just like, two million. Yep. Don't I, care. I hate this job, so what do I have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the uh, the guy that commissioned the job actually or is freaking uh, sent his head of security with everyone, she's just like, listen, like we don't know this guy. He's not he we don't know what his cut is. So maybe we have an incentive to let him die. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Like she is a freaking genius. She really is. And like trying to list everyone's importance and she's just like, yeah, so the vault cracker, like obviously he's number one. <laughs> like he's the one that makes this all work. Like obviously like I'm thinking number two for me, escape <laughs> helicopter, like that's pretty important. And then maybe, like, tied for three for for the rest of you. <laughs> like, I freaking love that. <laughs> like, I think it was just really, like, smartly written. It really the was. comedy bits just hit. There was maybe, like, one or two that I feel didn't quite hit. But everything else, I think, was solid. How'd you feel about the writing between Dave Batista and his daughter? I felt like that was a bit weak. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. I think that's honestly what brought it down for me a, a lot was their writing because it just felt felt like a I don't know, like it just went on for too long. Like I didn't even think that it was like daddy daughter until much later. It didn't feel like it for such a long time. Hell, I didn't really feel it until the end when she had to say her last goodbye. Yeah. And, like, by then, I did not care about their relationship. Yeah, no. And you know, no. I freaking gave it to the Mitchells versus the Machines and 
not promising a woman. I gave it to another one. Daddy daughter scenes freaking tear me up. Yep. This did nothing for me. <laughs> so Which I think that says everything about. It really does. Like honestly. Yeah, it just felt like they didn't care. No. And so it's just it's hard. I think it was hard for them to establish that relationship, and it was just just so weak. It's like bugging me. I have to know what episode that was. That. Which episode? Because like I swear it was like a newer episode, wasn't it? For oh, for where I was. Ryan, talk- Ryan, the Last Dragon. Yes, that one freaking tore me a new, a new one too. <laughs> um. But yeah, this it this one it had a daddy daughter moment. Tried to pull it off, didn't do it. Not even a little bit. No, it did not. It was not good. <laughs> so. Eh. It's like you tried and you failed. Yep. So, I mean, it sucks, but that's kind of just how it is with these. Oh, yeah, no. Like, you don't go into a zombie movie expecting the writing to be, like, fantastic. And I honestly, I think I might have talked myself down. Shit. So, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to change mine, because I was, like, at 85. I think I'm going to go down to, like, a 78. (laughs) (laughs) Which actually changes our writing grade to a 74. Damn. Alright, next up we got acting. And acting is sitting at a 77.5. So, what did you think of? Um, Overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Dave Bautista was kind of... He, he was Dave Bautista for me. Like Dave Bautista's acting is now like incredible like nothing against wrong with the guy like it's nothing like oscar worthy i feel when it comes to dave patisa's acting but overall i thought he did a good job um i feel the standouts for me were uh definitely uh what's her name tig norton is that her name uh tig nataro nataro thank you uh who played um oh my god what's her name peters peters so, uh, the second most important for the job, um, freaking like literally everything that came out of her mouth was comedic gold. And then, uh, Matthias, I'm going to butcher this, Matthias Schweighofer, Schweighofer, who played Ludwig Deer, also amazing when it came to comedic timing, um, loved him. And I just want to point out one more. It is Omari Hardwick who played Vanderoy. The um, the chemistry, because I feel like the actors definitely had chemistry, I feel, when it came to like bouncing off of each other. Uh, Vanderoy and uh, Ludwig were amazing in every single scene they were together. I love them to death, and I wish that they were in more together. Freaking amazing. I agree. I think... So... Matthias, who played Dieter, actually reminds me of like a younger uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, same here. He does look like that. Yeah, and he, I think him and uh, Vanderoy, they they have a comedic thing going on mm-hmm. that I I think they should take advantage of immediately. I absolutely agree. Um, but Tig Notaro, she was, I'm assuming, 
they were just awesome. I'm just going to go with the, like the safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh, so good, so freaking good. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Dave Batista, <laughs> like you said, was Dave Batista. Yeah. There was nothing new or fresh about his performance. Um, it was just kind of him being him. But everyone yep. else, they did a pretty good job. I think there was a few people that maybe overacted. Um, the one that maybe went a little too hard was Nora Arnzeter, who played Lily, or the Coyote. Oh, that's fair. I think she might have gone a little too hard. Um, and I also feel like the... Uh, Mariah Cruz, she also not super great. And I think what Fair. what ruined it for me is the like, oh, I lo- like the sudden I love you when the zombies were coming yeah, in. Yeah, that came attacking. out of freaking nowhere. I'm like, okay, I never sensed a romantic relationship between you two. I thought it was kind of like a brother sister kind of thing. That's like, what okay. I was thinking too. And yeah. so when she's just like, "Oh, I thought like we were going to be a thing." I'm like, "What? Like why? <laughs> what led you to believe that?" It's like like so- they didn't have like a flirty relationship whatsoever. It's like, "Sorry, I don't believe in incest. I'm sorry." Yeah, right. <laughs> Which in the show in the movie they were not brother or sister. No. It's just it, it Came off like, like that. Yeah, it felt like it. So it was just, like, dumb. <laughs> um, and I think they had a B story in this that, like, I did not give two shits about. Like, the the B story was, like, the father-daughter, which Kate Ward, I mean, she did what she could. Yeah. Like, honestly, it was her story, the, like, I said the B story, that kind of just was the motivation for her going into the Vegas to save her friend Gita. I completely forgot that Gita was even a part of this movie. Yeah, you mean both. Like, that's just how little of a shit I gave about Gita. <laughs> like, they could have just honestly been like, yeah, that's where everyone goes to die and be like, well, alright, well, yeah. Gita's dead. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think that they could have maybe done a bit better with that. At least just sell sell me a bit. No, bit I absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, we were fairly close. There was a five point difference between us. Um, but acting is sitting at a seventy seven point five. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Like I don't think anyone did anything Oscar worthy. No. I don't think that there was like a big standout. No, there really wasn't. There was like, I, like I think we brought it up. Like Vander Vanderroy and and Dieter were the standouts. Yes, but absolutely. I, they were not that far ahead from everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think a seventy-seven point five is is more than fair. Uh, moving on over to our character development, which for this being a horror movie is going to be logic. Um, so this one's sitting at a 79.5. 
I mean, I don't know a lot of, like I said, I don't, I don't watch a lot of zombie movies. So, um, the logic that they set up in this one, like, it made sense to me. Um, I mean, I don't know. In most zombie films, is it that if you just shoot a zombie, it, like, they're good? In, okay, a lot of them, like, the, the, it has always been, it always seems to be head trauma okay. is the, the main thing. Because I feel not all of them were a headshot for all these zombies. I feel like there was a lot of times where the headshots were absolute bullshit. <laughs> like when they just decided to unload their weapons and just like spray across and then like a line of zombies drop. Like you're telling me every single one of those bullets hit. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> so it was things like that. Like t- I think they followed the, their own rules really well. Yeah. It's just they went a little too far outside the realm of possibility for me. Like, I think it was you that pointed out, like, there's this one scene where, uh, yeah, it's at the opening, and, like, the one one of the girls goes to, like, a car, and she sees two people, and she sees, like, a bite on one of them, and so she shoots both of them, and I, like, you don't expect to see that much blood splatter in the car. Like, literally, it looked like just, like, a gallon of blood hit the front windshield and the back windshield. Yeah, and she only <laughs> shot the one time. Yeah. And, but and she shot twice, and so, like, the second one didn't even, like, like, you couldn't even see that well. No. Like, it just freaking, like, exploded those people. Like, she, it was like she had some sort of Hellboy <laughs> rocket missile come out of her freaking pistol. Like, for real, though. And it wasn't, like, an oversized pistol or anything. It was just, no. like, a normal pistol. Yeah, there's nothing special about it. Yeah, so she just, like, points her gun in it, and then just, like red all over the freaking windshield like there was less blood in freaking pulp fiction <laughs> for real though for real though so i was just like it was things like that that i was calling bullshit i also know that grenades they're concussive blasts they're not like fiery explosive blast but i let that go okay because they just they kept that established that that's what grenades do yeah i'm like okay i can live with that like just hollywood grenades whatever you know because we talked about the the car can i lower my score actually you you want to lower it yeah <laughs> to an 80 yeah we can do that okay because yeah i forgot how much that kind of pissed me off yeah. There would not be that much blood. So, another thing that freaking pissed me off. All of these people are supposed to be normal humans. Yeah. So, you do not expect to see crazy feats of strength. Like throwing a freaking poker table at a horde of zombies. Yeah, and especially how it just, like, glided perfectly. Yeah. Like, Dave Bautista's character, bullshit. like... He doesn't even, like, do it with both hands. He just one-hands a freaking poker table and flings it across a casino to hit these zombies. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I'm, I'm sure Zack Snyder's just like, well, you know, Dave Bautista's ripped. I'm sure people can believe it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if it was The Rock? No. Okay. Two hands, I might... I. If he would have done it with bo- with two hands, I may have bought it. 
a bit more than I did when he's manhandling his freaking big ass machine gun and then just one hand flings this table. Okay. I'm like, nah, not buying it even a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of other things like logic wise. Okay, here's another one. Um, the, the a lot of my issues were physics based. <laughs> so the the head of security that was sent on this mission gets attacked by the zombie tiger. What he does is he grabs the the dude's leg and starts flinging him side to side. But when he is doing that, it's almost like his body is like super stiff. Like, it seems like they're grabbing him from, like, the waist down and then sliding him side to side instead of flinging him by his legs. Yeah. And it it just felt so off because, like, he's getting swung side to side multiple times. Like, it isn't just, like, one occurrence, which I probably would have let it go if it was just one time. Yeah, but right. it was multiple yeah. that he was getting freaking ragdolled like that and it just felt so odd no that's fair because the tiger like the highest he got was like to the back of his his uh calf and then was like flinging him and i'm like no that's not how you move yeah like i'm pretty sure his legs would break before he did that for real so that was another thing that i i was just like no And there was a lot of, like, superhuman feats with the zombies, which I I can let go. I can let go and un- maybe understand, like, okay, zombies have super strength. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. But humans, they need to, uh, they need to have a realistic set of abilities. Yeah. And physics based, like you need to pay attention to that shit because it, it stands out like oh, so yeah, absolutely. much. No, it absolutely does. Yeah. So with that corrected score from Rose, character development actually dropped down, or logic dropped down to uh, seventy-seven. All right. All right. Moving on over to effects. So we are sitting at an eighty-five with effects. Um, we were actually unanimous on this. I felt the the effects were pretty good for the most part. No, honestly, like every single time a zombie got blown up, got his head shot off, shit looked freaking awesome. So yeah. I was very happy with most, and I'm sure you would agree with this. Like the thing that I had the biggest problem with was that zombie tiger. Yep. Yeah. It was all. Like, I think our biggest issue, like, we were able to kind of, like, figure it out together. Mm-hmm. But our biggest issue, it looked very, it it looked really good. It looked, it had realistic features. It just, there was just something missing, and I think what was missing. So, it's kind of like half tiger face, half skeleton. Yes. And so, I think what was missing on that is the skeleton pet part and the skin it seemed like it was like f- flat almost, so it needed, I think, a bit more texture to it, 
and a little bit more depth, so it seemed like there may be, like, there was skin. Like, if they would have made it look like it had, like, just maybe, like, extended the, the fur out a little bit more, so it looked thicker compared to the skeleton, I think that would have sold it for me. I absolutely agree. Um, I had no issues with the movement. For this being something that was released on Netflix, I think everything looked incredible. Yeah. Um... Zombie movements looked really good. A lot of them were at a distance. I think all of that looked solid as all hell. No, I I, I definitely agree. The gore was top notch. There's so much shit that I'm just like so good. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um. One standout is when the Zo- or Zeus gets initially released he like rips the jaw off of a soldier that looked rough yeah like and yet like the next guy just literally gets bitten on the neck i'm like yeah i'm like you got the good end of that deal yeah he did because like when they like start coming back to life as zombies like you see the first guy he's like okay you know he's got a bite on the neck and then you see the guy that had his jaw completely like taken off you're just like oh damn yeah, but you, like they showed it. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Like, damn. Like, ugh. like hard to watch. Hard like, thought, to watch. I thought it was bad when uh Michael broke uh, that guy's jaw on Halloween 2018, like at the gas station. Yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that that is jack shit compared to how this one looks. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, like, jeez. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else, like, effects-wise. Everything else looked really good. It did. No, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't think I had any other issues. So, I that's why I, and we ended, I think we ended up giving it exactly where it deserved. It was yeah. above average, no, but I there agree. were some issues. Yeah, I agree. Um, Just, like, I think the biggest issues were just, like, some movements obviously looked a little bit fake. Yeah. Um. Nothing that like pulls you out of the movie, other than maybe the tiger. But it, like I said, the tiger. I think I would have been able to let go had they just done their texturing a little bit better. Yeah. No, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. So other than that, like, pretty good. Uh. So effects is sitting at an eighty-five. Um. Music is sitting at an eight. We were in agreement with that. The soundtrack for this movie, especially the beginning, I got to figure out which Elvis Presley song they were singing at the beginning because I forget. Do you remember it all? Uh, gosh, I freaking love this song. I want. It's not. Oh, I think it's Suspicious Minds. Don't. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Oh, freaking nailed it. Do I know my Elvis or what? Um. Because then after that, does it lead into Viva Las Vegas? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, freaking the two songs at the beginning of this movie are kick-ass. Yeah, they did a lot of different variations of those Elvis songs. Yeah. Um, Like, they did the original Elvis Presley version for The Suspicious Minds, but then they had, like, people doing covers for... Yeah, the Viva Las Vegas version was sung by Richard Cheese and Alison Crow. Yeah, and so that one was really cool because it was slower. Like, yeah. they slowed it down, and it was a lot of the slow-mo, 
seeing people get attacked by zombies. Dude, it looks so freaking good. <laughs> so great. So great. Like, gosh. And it's all these, like, these Vegas attractions. Like, so, I'm pretty sure they were, like, escorts or some showgirls or whatever. But you see this dude getting chased down this hallway by these topless showgirls. And it's terrifying. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Like what's what's CinemaSins new thing that they say whenever they have like something like that where it's just like a confusing arousal? Oh, shit, I forget. Oh, they they say why is this boner? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> like why? <laughs> you, yeah, you really don't know how to feel about zombies with tits. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You don't. <laughs> it's so conflicting. But anyway, getting back into the music aspect, this was a, so solid for me. I think honestly, what I don't even know. Like, okay, I think there was just some scores that they had that brought it down that weren't as memorable as the soundtrack itself. That's fair. Uh, so I think that's what ultimately brought it down to an eight. Otherwise, I think if they would have just stuck with elvis songs i would have been oh, up at a nine yeah oh same here this soundtrack would have been incredible if it was at if it was all presley yeah so i would have been very happy with it if it had they done that and i don't think they would have distracted from the movie at oh, all no uh-uh. i think like in the last the mitchell versus the machines i think if we said if they would have gone a little bit too hard on the music it would have been distracting from the story mm-hmm. i think if they would have just kept elvis it would have been at a solid nine and no complaints yep absolutely so yeah all right next up we got costumes and costumes we are sitting at a seven i'm bound like the way I feel, the reason why I graded it uh, one lower than you, because um, Caleb graded it, graded it an eight, um, was because it was mostly just like army tactical gear that they were wearing, or just like stuff that they feel would be like comfortable trying to fight off zombies. So like it wasn't really anything like, oh my gosh, that looks like incredible, like super cool costume. I mean, it looked fine, you know, like they looked like comfortable clothes to be able to be fighting in a zombie apocalypse, um, but it just wasn't like anything really struck out to me i think what stood out to me was the queen that's fair um she kind of had like a very showgirl outfit about her um it's kind of like a sequined bikini and like uh i don't even know what you would call it like a butt cape (laughs) i think sure let's call it that it was like a skirt but it was only like half of a skirt and it was on the back and so it felt like very regal yes and so i really liked that her headdress looked really good um i also gave some points because it was a lot of the uh, zombies were makeup that's fair good point um i do think that they may have needed a little bit of work on some of the uh on some of the zombies. Maybe just 
I don't know, made them a little bit more intimidating, at least the alphas. That's fair. Like, My all goodness. the other ones, I think you could have just gotten away with what you did. Yeah. But I think the alphas needed a bit of work, just to give them, like, enhance them a little bit. Yeah. Like, there was a couple that had glowing blue eyes, and those looked freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think you just needed a few more of those. Fair enough. Um, other than that, yeah, I think another thing that brought it down was just the tactical gear. Um, it worked. Yeah. It fit. But nothing just out of this world. Yeah. So, I think it's it's deserving of a 7. I think that's why I gave it an 8, but since we, we round down, I'm happy with a 7. Okay. Like, I absolutely understand it. <laughs> All right, last up we got our own personal grade. So you want to start this one off? I would love to. Um, so overall, like like I said, uh, I'm not the biggest zombie movie fan. Um, like I've never seen any of The Walking Dead, nothing like that. Um, so for like someone that is not the biggest fan of these movies, I, I had a decent time. Um, there were some so slow spots like Caleb and I went over. Um, but, like, when it came to, like, the actual, like, zombie, like, getting blown up shit, that was cool as hell. Um, so, I freaking loved all of that shit. So, I am sitting at a 72. Nice. Um, so I am actually sitting a bit higher. I typically don't like zombie movies. Um, I think that they can be boring. It's just a lot of, like, it's basically just fear porn or gore porn. Dude. Like, that's all it really that is. That is, like, one of the best explanations I think I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I it's love kind of like the Saw movies, too. Like, those can just be freaking... Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. But I think I I had a good time with this movie. Um, I liked it a lot better than I expected to. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to sit at an 87. Shit, you're way higher than me. Yeah, I don't think it was quite 90. I I think it, the reason I'm giving it so high is because it took me off guard. Okay. And I just had fun with it. I like it. Yeah, so I think because of that, um... Yeah, I, honestly, because of that, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, um, so averaging our scores out, that brings our personal grade to a 79.5. Not bad. Not bad at all. And that concludes this breakdown. So, the final All Bros letter grade for Army of the Dead is... Drum sound, drum sound, drum sound, drum sound. Oh, yeah, you don't have a stand to do it. <laughs> well, also, I don't want to wake up my niece. Fair enough. <laughs> a C plus. Not bad. Yeah. I, honestly, not hating that. It's on, the, it's on the higher end. So it's sitting at a 78.8%. That's not bad. Honestly. No, not not even a little bit. Um, so let's see. So sitting at a C plus that. Dude, I didn't even know you had this new system. I told you I did. You did. I'm sorry, my memory's awful. 
I apologize. But, oh, dude, yeah, we haven't out. decided like how exactly how we're doing this. But that's bitching. All right, so comparing this to other C plus movies that we have graded. So, like I said, Army of Dead is sitting at a seventy eight point eight seven five percent. So the movies, the five movies above Army of the Dead are Jexy by point two, Mortal Kombat. Ah, that's fair. At least for by us. by a, a point. Is like by point. I don't even know. That's math. Yeah. So Jexy, Mortal Kombat, then Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is tears at my soul. <laughs> Was that Brucker? Right. Yeah. Thanks, Brucker. Thanks, Brucker. We still love you, man. <laughs> um, then Aladdin, the remake, and then the Crudes and New Age. And so, yeah, the margins are very, very close on that. Because the Crude's a new age is sitting at a 79.6. Almost a 79.7. So, yeah, the margins there are really, really tight. Um, and then the five movies below Army of the Dead, in order, are The New Mutants, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, Jumanji The Next Level, Tag and the Babysitter Killer Queen. All right. Yeah, so I think it has a, a decent home. I agree. So it's better than the New Mutants, but a little bit worse than Jexy. Yeah. All right. I forgot how much I enjoyed Jexy. Jexy was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, the other way that we could do this, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, I could also say it is sitting between Yes Day and Unhinged, since those, that's the top and lowest C plus movie. Oh shit! I don't know. Unhinged was that low? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fairly low. But I mean, Saving Grace for that movie is Russell Crowe. Let's face it. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's where uh, Army of the Dead's sitting. And I think I it has like a pretty it. decent home. I agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, if you guys like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, RadioPublicRadio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some videos that we'll make someday. <laughs> Over the rainbow. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on social media if you want to hit us up with an episode idea, want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us for an episode. We would love to have anyone on with us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash theallbros. Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at theallbros. Uh, you can also email us if you would like, theallbroschannel at gmail.com, 
or there is a link on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, and you can find links to everything that we do, uh, including our merch store, which is on TeePublic. There will be links to everything in the description. Um, so next week, uh, let's see what we were going to do. All right, next week, uh, we will be breaking down the newest Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, musical, In the Heights. Yeah. It is an HBO Max movie. You can also see it in theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah, so be sure to go check that out before we break it down next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Just gets worse and worse. That was that yeah, that was rough. Uh, I thought being together wouldn't fix it, but no, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>